welcome to episode... Oh, this is going to be weird because, like, we missed an entire episode, but I think it's 19. Future Joe will edit in the difference. Um, so I'm Joe, uh, and this is the show where we make sure that we have all of our fingernails attached. And as usual, I am joined by Travis. How's it going? <laughs> oh, I've got so many questions, but uh, first, hey guys, what's up? <laughs> yeah, I I am excited for these questions because uh, the show we are watching I have not watched for a very long time, and yeah. this was my uh, this is my reintroduction to the franchise, and uh, it's just as sadistic and weird as I remember it. Which is fantastic. I guess uh, I guess we should kind of give a, a shout out to uh, to who picked this episode for us too, huh? Yeah, it was that Ben guy. Yeah. That garbage sound man, sound engineer. He wants to call us uh, himself a sound engineer, but that sounds fancy. He's just a garbage sound man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely, for sure. The worst. <laughs> and he proved it with picking this episode. Yeah. Yeah. So the anime we are talking about is Higurashi no Naku Koroni, otherwise known as Higurashi When They Cry. Yep, sure was. And did he start us out at one? Nah, can't be that easy. What episode did nah. we watch, man? We watched episode 20. Yeah. Um, Which, to be fair, and now I'm going to get to talk about uh, the structure and the origins of this show. Higurashi was originally a visual novel, which is a game that you play where you click and decide options and then text scrolls up and picture happens and sometimes dating occurs. Um, The game that it's based on had multiple different endings, so each kind of arc in the anime is the full story of here's what happens if you picked this route or this character. So there's about Oh god, I'm like I say I've not watched this in a while. I think it's four different routes. Um and this is the third arc. I think it said something like third arc, episode five, cold hands. Um might be the fourth. Again, I've not watched this in a very long time. So the anime kind of repeats itself, but it shows the different scenarios from the visual novel. Okay, um, the third arc, are you choosing all the disturbing, violent answers to all of your problems and or situations? Oh no, that's every arc in Higurashi. Oh, fair enough. Cause like, this, is, this is a fucked up show. <laughs> it, was, it was real weird, yeah, it was real weird. Uh, and I guess we should, we should kind of start, start in now. Uh, it opens up and, and we've got uh, a girl... Uh, sitting on her bed, a teen girl, having a conversation on the phone. And yes. Yeah. So we she... have... We have... Uh, oh, God, this is so bad, because I'm trying to remember. She she is Shion at this point? Yes. Talking with our main character, who doesn't appear much in this uh, episode. Uh, I'm not even sure I registered... I registered Shion as the main character in... In this particular episode, because I've not watched anything before or after uh, in the series. Well, no, the dude she's talking to is the main character. Oh, okay. Fair enough. And he he doesn't show up at all, which is great. 
No. <laughs> um, apparently, this is a main characterless uh, episode of the show, which nope. is which is real fun for the guy that's trying to review the show based on one episode. So uh, there's that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you get that she's she's has a lot of questions. She mentions that there's three great families. Uh, she mentions a curse, but they don't really go into what that curse is and how she thinks that it's not actually a curse so much as the families like kind of murdering each other or, or doing weird shit during the time when the curse is supposed to enact itself. Yeah, so let's talk about the curse of Oyashiro. Yes, please do, because they literally only mention it by name and don't explain a thing about it in this episode. Well, yeah, you're in episode 20 of 26, so... Yeah, I should already know what this is. (laughs) Yeah. So the uh, Curse of Oyashiro is... So it occurs usually after a uh, like a cotton picking festival, but it also has just kind of rules for the small rural village that they're living in, which is if you leave, you die. If you enter, you die. Um, so the village is completely cut off by itself, basically. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, and there is a lot of stuff throughout the uh, throughout the show where. Like you said, like maybe it's just the families, like the prominent families in the village just offing each other. And that's really what's going on. Cause like Oyashiro is just kind of a spirit girl who is just kind of super chill and would never curse anyone. Um, I'm trying to remember. But I think, like, the translation is something like Honorable Shrine God. Um, so so her actual personality in the show is just, like, super calm and chill and is, like, horrified that this is going on in her name. So, like, there's... it's This part is not supernatural. Like, the curse is entirely, like, man-made and this kind of internal politics base but there is like a supernatural element to the show because a god literally shows up and is like what the fuck are you doing in my name you guys you got this all wrong yeah man (laughs) (laughs) so yeah we're, we're kind of they're having this discussion and the main character has recently moved there uh i can't remember in timeline but he's now finding he's in the first episode of each arc, he, like, finds out about this curse and everyone's, like, super secretive about it. Uh, so he's really our insert in how we understand the curse if we start off at the first episode. Yeah, but we didn't do that. So here we no. are. Yeah. So they have this conversation and he starts being annoying and yelling questions so she just hangs up and is like well fuck that guy my popsicle's getting melty yeah that that uh, that's like the one weird kind of funny thing is what human being talks to their popsicle because after she gets off the phone she literally tells the popsicle that it's so yummy well, we can, we can talk about this character and her grasp on reality. <laughs> it seems tenuous at best. Let, let's put it that way. 
Yeah. So then she makes another call, and we learn that the uh, village elder is missing, uh, and her grandmother, who is one of the prominent fa- uh, leader of one of the prominent families, or at least she says, uh, is kind of asking for a full search of the village to find the village leader. Right, right. Um, so at that point, is that when we cut into opening opening credits? Yeah, we hit the opening, which oh, just really good. You it know makes what? no sense when you first start watching the show. Yeah, but it's really fucking good. Okay, you know what it feels like to me is if you got like the late nineties, like industrial bands, um, <laughs> think like stabbing Westward and like pitch shifter, maybe any, anybody that was influenced by nine inch nails kind of people. And you said, mm-hmm. guys, we need you to write, uh, an opening for an anime. And that's totally what that music put me in the mind frame of. I mean, that's fair. I know it is <laughs> because it's, it's all like, it's all like industrial techno-y, but with like a little bit of Japanese flair in there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then just the, like flowers and shit. <laughs> yeah, there's there's some fun imagery of like the characters in the game that you follow the story of and them being variously fucked up. Um I guess in this episode the one that's more prominent is we see Shion and her sister Mion, like Naked, in water, like, encircling each other because naked kids is just a thing in openings. Um, And we kind of see physically how different they are. Yeah. I I don't know. This episode, again, leaving me with a lot of questions. Um, (laughs) One has a giant ass scar on the back. uh, (laughs) Not too long after the opening credits and... It doesn't feel like she's an actual other character so much as like another part <laughs> of Shion's personality. Maybe the stable, mentally fit part <laughs> that's being beaten up by the uh, psychotic part. Yeah, well, maybe, 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 maybe. You, you're uh, gonna tell me nothing. You're just gonna leave me with twenty. I'm just, I'm just hanging out here, huh? I mean, I already told you, like so much about the stuff that you didn't already know so i think you told me it's a curse and that there is some supernatural stuff but it's not the families offing each other basically or the Mm -hmm. supernatural stuff but it's not a curse yep that doesn't seem like a lot of information to convey man i'm gonna be honest with you i can't (laughs) you guys i can't even be funny about this episode i'm I'm literally just kind of like (laughs) it was so strange and fucked up it was It'd be like trying to make a joke track to, like, uh, Requiem for a Dream, where it's just, like, shitty and fucked up, and, like, (laughs) whoa, no, this isn't funny at all. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the laugh track Uh, to train spotting. (laughs) There should be a laugh track to train spotting, though. Yeah, I'd watch that. (laughs) 100%. I'm in. Make some popcorn, Joe. We're doing this. (laughs) Cool. So the anime continues. <laughs> right. Back to back to our, our comfort zone where we have guide rails. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Let's, Hooray! Let's just, let's just keep to those, please. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we have Shion in her room of torture. 
with none other than the the village elder, her grandfather, that uh, is said to have been missing. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's currently got him hanging by a collar attached to several chains and, you know, just asking some questions and maybe if he answers them, she'll release the chain a little. Right, you know. Um, hey, Grandpa, you know how you like to breathe? You answer a couple of questions, I'll let you keep doing that for a minute. <laughs> and they talk about a character that Travis has no knowledge of, uh, Satoshi, who is missing, presumed dead, um... And we definitely get the uh, we definitely get the perspective that she oh god this is so difficult Shion is like super into him yes and is super really upset that uh, he's missing so she asks uh, her grandfather a few more like specific questions which he can't answer and then a. Like, hypothetically, is Satoshi dead? And he's just like, I mean, yeah, probably, like, shit's fucked, yo. Which gives her an idea. It it does. And this is the first time that we see her character go from, I mean, she was calm and collected, but she just loses her shit and kind of goes oh, manic. Yeah. She's, she just, like, snaps. And one of my favorite things about this series is... It's like a super obvious tell, but just the way they kind of, they draw eyes in this show, just like to show the different sides of characters is super interesting to me. Oh yeah. And they, her, they do her, it Her pupils get, or her, her irises in general get real small uh, yeah. whenever she's about to do some really fucked up shit, basically is, is how this works. Yeah, it's basically the telegraphing to the audience that, hey, some really weird shit's about to happen, you might want to continue watching. <laughs> right, absolutely. And, and I could tell that, and I've, I don't even know the series. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Another lazy Sunday afternoon with Grandpa playing air games. <laughs> <laughs> so, after getting this clue, she runs through a prison in the torture room and comes to a well as they call it even though it's like just a hole in the ground inside of a cell yeah uh i didn't really pick up that it was a well till they called it that but yeah you know whatever that's fine yeah and she starts like calling uh, satoshi's name and then her flashlight uh, which she dropped, like, rolls to the back of her to project a silhouette of a figure that was originally her, and then as, like, the mind kind of snaps and she thinks she's talking to Satoshi, it creates the silhouette of this person. Yes. And I think this is right about the point when I said, okay, she's not just evil and awful, that she comes off more as as very mentally disturbed. Like, her grip on reality, not so solid. She ran to the edge of this cliff, and I don't know why you would run to that specific place. Why would you assume that uh, if, if he's dead, or or, uh, or why would you even assume he's down there? No one told you anything to that effect, you know? Right, yeah. And because they talked about trying to... How do you kill someone without leaving a body so it's just like oh this is the perfect place to hide a body in a torture room like down a 
well. So that's that, like the first that thing is she my that to. is that is my torture room down a well. I mean, she's she's very much it seems like constructing her own narrative and just going with it. Yeah, it's it's really cool as well because then she has a conversation with like apparently dead Satoshi about well, I'm just going to kill myself so I can be with you. No, don't do that. You should live. Yes. And that's like just definitely a kind of physical or outward personification of the <laughs> basically her thought process at that point. Like, it's not like the ghost of someone is talking to her. She is just like weighing up the pros and cons of being like, well, this person that I loved is dead, but there's still more people to torture. Right. Hmm. Gotta be, gotta go get busy. Yeah. So then she finds her sister. Yep. Uh, locked into um, like a weird prison cell, but it doesn't look like it has a door on it. She's just walled off in this the side of this like rock face. Yeah, there's just kind of a grate on this rock face. Yep. Um, and this is this scene. It made me question if her sister was real or if this was going on in her mind. I mean. There's no exit to that prison. Mm-hmm. I mean, how did how'd she get in there if, if there's no visible way to put her in there kind of deal? And yeah. she yeah. she comes off as the, the relatively sane one as uh, uh, Shioni rages at Mioni. Yeah, it's kind of interesting that you you put forward at that point because it is like a very like metaphorical thing of the sane version of her being locked away. Yes. Oh, um, and you know what? Uh, we should probably mention, because we haven't, they're identical. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, they're, they're, they appear to be identical twins, is, is what I picked up just from, you know, this short scene and not really knowing any of the characters. Yeah, and we kind of, they talk about this whole, um, whether... Mion knew that that's what happening was happening to Satoshi and she would have tried to stop it and then we get a flashback to a previous scene where Shion removed Mion's fingertip uh fingernails mhm and uh yeah after like all the repenting and stuff that she did during that she establishes that oh no you definitely wouldn't have stopped uh stop them from killing Satoshi, which must be just a weird thing to jump into. <laughs> it, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not seeing the, the connection here. We've, we've got a very Jeff Goldblum and an independence day. I'm going to make up my own bullshit and, and follow my own logic train and pretend it makes sense kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm trying to remember. I think it just like kind of, cuts to black on her being crazy and then it's the next day unless i missed anything yeah nope it's a it's a bright sunny day and we've got like really happy cutesy anime uh uh, drawing style to to start out the scene yeah they do like this super hard cut to the the other characters in the show and they kind of go through this like super cutesy little scene uh i remember because i Watched this first in the dub uh, yesterday, and then uh, rewatched the sub. And the um, the lines in dub are so more 
so much more like awkward and clunky like oh yeah they are i i watched the dub for this you were really tired you must have not gotten to sleep last night isn't that right person that i'm talking about why yes it is i did go to bed at three you mean (laughs) a.m yeah exactly oh it's so bad It's a, it's a little rough around the edges, yeah. The dub actually, uh, sorry, the sub actually gives you way more information. Um, I I recommended the dub be- to you because it's like dumb and hokey and old. Well, not that old, but the the sub might have given you a few extra context clues. <laughs> you know what? I got thrown in the middle of the ocean by Ben. Um, there there was no pulling me out here. Uh, I was just gonna have to figure things out as I go. Yeah, yeah. So they go to school, which consists of, like, two uh, older teenagers, like, probably someone in their teens, and then probably people about seven, eight. Uh, It's a small village, so the kind of rationale is they just kind of have this building for school, and they just teach everyone in that building. And, you know, I didn't really pick up on it or think about it, but yeah, that makes sense. Um because you do get the the small village feel. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah. So Shion pulls the blue-haired octopus-haired girl, um, who is the current head of the Ferude family, and starts quizzing her about uh, some events that happened previously in the show about uh, outsiders uh, interrupting a shrine. And, like, how they should be punished. Except she doesn't say punished. Not in the dub, anyways. Um, Yeah. And it felt like it should be significant. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what what they actually said. Um, oh, what was it? Uh, oh, I I just watched this, too, and it's not coming to me. (laughs) But it just felt really weird that they chose that word. I didn't know if it was uh, a mistake in the dub, or... Mm. If it had, like, significance that she was saying it that way. Yeah, yes. Uh, Was it signify? It might have been something like that. And even, like, Ferude does, like, say, why are you using that specific word? Because, like, I don't understand what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Does that that actually come into bearing later down the road? Does this have a meaning? Not that I remember. She just doesn't know words good? (laughs) <laughs> look she's crazy uh, yeah uh, yeah i got that uh that that one <laughs> that is a message received loud and clear i gotcha see yeah, she like goes super ballistic on this girl <laughs> she really does and she's like what does does orishiro tell you who to curse because she mentions uh that she is the the priestess of of Orishiro, uh, you know, she's the shrine girl. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, yeah, she, she kind of does. And <laughs> again, we get the, the through line here where if you don't play into her narrative as she sees it, she's going to lose her shit. Yeah, just, just like a little bit. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't just like straight up murder her right there, but... No, oh, there's no. there's a desire, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's kind of like a weird, like, 
it's all kind of very familial type thing of she must be weak, uh, but she's like the head of this super important family. So for some reason that just enrages um uh Shiro. You, you know, I, Shion. I, I Sh- yeah, Shion. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and guess that it doesn't take a whole lot to enrage her. She kinda idles at uh bloody murder and then it just it it raises from there. <laughs> I mean maybe a little maybe a lot. She owns a torture room. <laughs> I mean, you know, doesn't everyone? No. Have you ever priced one of those things out? They're fucking expensive, man. Yes. <laughs> Look, say what you want about Joseph Fritzel. Dude was good at DIY. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Whoa. Even I feel bad for that joke. <laughs> Whoa. Holy shit. <laughs> you did it, Joe. That's a deep uh, cut. Google it, and then you can hate him later. <laughs> oh, if that even said in the episode. That was too far even for me. This is what gin <laughs> does to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. You're only allowed to drink that from now on. Fuck water. It's gin all the time, baby. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh, man. So where do we go from there? Um. All right, from there, it cuts over to her having a psychotic episode in the middle of the night at her house, trying to figure out this uh, Satoshi thing, mm. as she's busy stabbing what kind of looks like a maybe a Tonto into the floor of her uh, kitchen slash living room area. Yeah, she's just like breaking down like stabbing the tatami mat just yep well something's gonna happen um and then there's a uh little knock at the door yeah and um oh is it rika rika furude i think that's right yes um she has come over because like their house has rad soy sauce apparently yeah apparently they make some soy sauce and they've got plenty and they came over to get some Mm mm-hmm which we know there's phone technology, so it immediately feels off that you just show up with like a bottle like, hey, I'm, I'm here for soy sauce now. Yeah, yeah. And did you notice that, um, that Shiona just has a gun? Just strapped to her? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. like a shoulder holster? <laughs> oh, I totally noticed that she was like running around with like a Tomb Raider look going on with the shoulder holster. <laughs> that no one brings it up <laughs> yeah no one's like so i see you're armed can we talk about this maybe mm. nope apparently in a small village that's what you do you just sit at home with your shoulder holster waiting for shoulder holster things to happen i mean that's weird to me as as a brit and probably weird in the context of rural japan but i'm sure in america like that's just common practice um n- not where i live that is not a thing. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Uh, I mean, oh, I'm sure if we were like down in Texas or whatever, fuck yeah. <laughs> but no, not up here in the north. It's shoulder holsters for everyone. As far as the eye can see, every man, woman, and child. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so they're just making like small talk as they go to a weird basement in the kitchen to get actually actually we we skipped the thing where there's a almost fairly long scene where they're walking down a hallway yeah yeah and shion starts to kind of notice that she can't hear this little girl's footsteps oh yeah that's right and like her internal monologue is just like that bitch she's timing her footsteps with me Right, so she starts changing cadences and then stops all of a sudden so that Rika bumps into the back of her. Yeah, yeah, it's super weird. It is. I mean, (laughs) this is paranoia uh, level expert. (laughs) (laughs) Maximum paranoia. Right, this is is maximum effort just put into crazy. (laughs) She is is killing it, you guys. Hmm. So, yeah, after that, we get to this room where she slides away uh, some floorboards and says, oh, yeah, we've got plenty of soy sauce, so take as much as you want. And uh, after that, she turns around and immediately gets gassed in the face by Rika. Yeah, so this little, like, seven or eight-year-old kid is just like, pepper spray, bitch. Yep, right in the face. (laughs) <laughs> and she's rolling around going, oh, it burns, it burns. And all of a sudden, uh, Rika whips out a needle filled with uh, some kind of mystery fluid. I- I'm assuming a drug of some sort. Mystery fluid. Mystery fluid. TM. <laughs> oh, I, like, I have to ask, how f- Fucking weird is this with no context to the show. Oh my god, you don't, like, (laughs) I didn't even, normally I'll have some reaction when I'm watching a show, and a lot of times I think my wife likes watching me watch a show, Mm. just because I I can be emotive or or just pissed off and angry. I think she just likes to watch me angry a lot of the time. I mean, that, that tracks. It does. I mean, they people like to listen to me angry, so why why not watch me? Yeah. One, one step further uh, involved in the process. Anyways, no, I had no reaction because I just... <laughs> I don't have enough connecting threads to have anything to respond with. <laughs> this is just a whole bunch of random, really weird events. It's like when you watch an independent film where they try to be too independent... And it just doesn't feel like anything because nothing's connected. Yeah. <laughs> that is the experience that I had watching this. Yeah. It wasn't bad. It was just wasn't good either. It was just weird. I need more context. Hmm. Well, I mean, this could just be a cunning plan by Ben because we're getting up to the reason that he actually suggested this show. Oh, yeah. Um. And, and you know what? Uh, I I knew, I I had a feeling this was coming. I I knew something fucked up was coming. <laughs> and well, I you know what? Let's 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 jump back to the scene. So, Rika's got this needle, and she's this sixteen-year-old girl proceeds to like struggle and fight with a pepper-sprayed sixteen-year-old. Oh, is is she supposed to be sixteen too? Because. The height dis- difference made me feel like they were, like, different ages, because it was like a... Yeah, yeah, it's, like, 
Rika is like seven or eight, and then Shion is 16 or something. Yeah, so this seven-year-old girl who just pepper sprayed a 16-year-old in the face mm-hmm. has whipped out a needle and is getting ready to drug her. She just whips out a taser that she had instead of the gun that she's been dragging around. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, which kind of didn't make sense to me. Like, you've had this on for, I don't know, flipping ever. And uh, the, the since you've been in the house scene, you've had this shoulder holster on. And yet, you reach around back <laughs> behind yeah. you. And grab your taser. <laughs> yeah, I, I just want to take a minute, because I looked up the wiki just to, like, check how old um, Shiona is. Yeah. And listed next to her age, which is 17, um, it has a list of weapons of like associated with her, such as an AK-47 and a Dragonov. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> an AK-47 and a sniper rifle, huh? That's That's what we're working with? Pretty much. <laughs> so, yeah, All right. there's, there's this, like, scuffle and fight, and she tries to tase a seven-year-old. Um, and eventually, like, she gets the upper hand. She sprays Rika with the spray herself. Or, no, I think Rika like, tries to spray her and kind of gets caught up in the thing. And uh, then she drugs Rika. Yeah, she, she gets the needle away and injects her with the the needle that was intended for Shion. Yeah. And then they do like the regular crazy person thing of just like, oh, like this drug might have killed me, but let's see how it works on you. Right. And she's talking, she's like, it's too bad. I was wanting to torture you for a while. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So do you think the drug takes effect? What do you think the drug even was? I don't know. Um I'm guessing it was something real bad because um, we're going to get to why I think it was real. (laughs) Whatever it was over the long haul, this was going to be unpleasant. I'm curious if there is a drug synthesized that can, spoilers for five seconds when we talk about it, makes a girl commit suicide? (laughs) Um, (laughs) I mean, you could have a bad reaction to a hallucinogenic and maybe harm yourself. But, I mean, I don't know that that's a 100% lock that that's going to happen every time. (laughs) But, yeah, so Rika starts to get up and tries to fight off this drug a little bit. And this actually really pleases Shion because it means, oh, maybe you have some fight. I can torture you after all. Yeah, I love watching you struggle. This is the best. Right? And she stands up and grabs a knife and kind of points it at Shion. And Shion's like, you, you can barely stand up on your own power. What do you think you're going to do? <clears throat> to which Rika replies, well, I could stay here for days and days and let you torture me, or I could just leave now. Can you see where this is going, guys? Yeah, Shion does the crazy laugh of just like, ha, how are you possibly going to leave this situation there's no way whatsoever yeah um i mean they they played played it up and you knew exactly where it was going (laughs) the way she did it was a little different though okay so 
She slams the knife against the wall so that the handle of the knife is braced against the wall. And then proceeds to ram her neck repeatedly into said knife. Yep. I feel like a couple of clean slices would have hurt a lot less, been a lot easier, but nope. I mean, Shion's covered in blood and and the wall's all covered in blood. It's It's very visual and messy and dramatic. Yeah, it's all performative. And of course, Shion just reacts by laughing her dang head off like, I've won, I've beaten the families. Right, right. I, I got to take out the head of the clan kind of deal. After that, we get a scene where she's kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, trying to clean up the body. She's covering it with newspaper. So I, she's uh, not, she is not trying to clean up that body. She is just like, here's some newspaper, here's some newspaper. I know this looks bad, but I'm enjoying myself. To, to somebody that, that is this far gone, that's probably cleaning up, okay? <laughs> she, she buries it under newspaper like a cat burying uh, its deposit in a litter box and, and just moves on with it. And hey, then she gets a call. <laughs> yeah. Um, who was this from? I forget the, the girl's name. Oh, fuck. No, I, I can't remember her name. She's like also like seven and she's blonde. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, she calls and asks if uh, Rika's still there because she was going to cook something and she sent her for the soy sauce. And she ends just like, well, uh, I cooked so much food that Rika decided to stay here and she's just about to start eating. So maybe you should maybe you should come over and join us. Like, maybe that's the thing you could do. Yeah, come uh Come play uh, in my, my murder house. I'm crazy as fuck. <laughs> I kill seven-year-olds for sport. Um, let's do this. And uh, that is pretty much scene, is it not? I mean, that's it. We get the ending, which is a thing. Yeah. I'm annoyed that I don't really remember much of it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's nothing impressive. There's some... Like sparkly kanji floating in the background. There's some blurry visuals of like a candle flame. Mm. Again, nothing impressive. Um, although I don't think you want to go impressive if you're going to try to end an episode with a gory suicide and then trying to lure more seven year olds into your murder house. Yeah, yeah. It is, it's very understated and just kind of is a very good come down from the kind of climax of the episode. Yeah. Which, honestly, because it they telegraphed it so hard, or I felt they telegraphed it so hard, it wasn't shock when, when the little girl took herself out. It was, it was violent, and it was weird, but it wasn't the, like, gasp shock that you would expect with something like that <laughs> if they had been a little more subtle about where they were going with it. Right. So, other than that, yeah, um, what I really want is... Some clues as to what the fuck is going on other than crazy lady. Uh-huh. Um, cause I got I got nothing and I'm drowned in here, Joe. <laughs> what I can kind of say for this series is uh, it's it's just a lot of weird fun. And there is far more uh delving into madness rather than the supernatural. But it is kind of bent in that supernatural angle which I do find really interesting. 
Uh, I'm trying to remember. Like, the reason I watched this show is because, like, I saw <laughs> clips of some of, like, the torture scenes, which were so just outlandish and gruesome that it was like, did they manage to put an entire plot around this to justify it? Or is it just being gruesome for the sake of being gruesome? Uh, and they kind of do achieve that. Like, it is a good story or a good kind of, I guess, like, anthology of stories. Uh, and it does definitely kind of pay off at the end. Okay. Um, and I'd be curious to see what came before and then finish those final six episodes. Hmm. Uh, assuming that the story before leading up was interesting. Like I said, this doesn't feel like it was a bad story. I just, I can't pass that judgment. Yeah. This was too disconnected. Ben dropped you in right at the end just so you could see a girl stab herself to death. That's because Ben's a terrible person, but... Oh yeah, like Ben's fucked up and he'll be the first to admit it. (laughs) That's true. We've seen your internet search history, Ben. We know. Everyone has at this point. It's true. By the way, if you want uh, Ben's internet search history, we're going to link the, link it in the show notes. Uh, enjoy that. <laughs> oh, definitely. definitely. Yeah. Take that sound, man. <laughs> so I guess, like, aside from the confusion, like, and just, like, not sure whether it's good or bad, did you enjoy your time watching it? <sighs> That's a hard call. It it was like drinking a glass of water, where it was neither good nor bad. Um, uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm having a hard time <laughs> passing judgment. Because it was interesting. But interesting doesn't necessarily mean good, and it doesn't necessarily mean bad. I've seen interesting bad things, I've seen interesting good things. Would you want to watch more then? I have to watch more now because yeah. I need to, I need to watch at least the first couple because I want at least a little bit of context. Well, there you go, Ben. You succeeded. <laughs> you win or lose. I don't know. Whatever you did. You did that. <laughs> but, yeah, the, I got I got to watch at least a couple more because it's too confusing, but it wasn't so bad that I'm like, no, I don't even want to know. So, yeah, I, I want some story. I'm assuming there's story somewhere, somewhere in here rather than just uh, random insanity and uh, and murder. There is plot rather than just random acts of violence. So, that's good. Yeah. Uh, that's very important for a story. Uh, plot tends <laughs> to be pretty important. So, uh, on that note, I think I am done with episode 20 of uh, Hiragashi, uh, Hiragashi's uh, When They Cry. Yeah. Yeah. Do do we want to do that thing that you do? I I guess I could do that thing that I do. Um, Next time on WTF Anime. So, we're not going to have a guest next week. No. But we still wanted some uh, fan feedback as to what we would be covering. Yes. We had plenty of responses, and uh, this next episode is entirely selfishly picked because this is one of my favorite anime of all time. Ooh, who picked it, and what are we... uh... Shoutouts to Ross Butler, at Ross underscore Butler, 
for recommending the Gainax classic of FLCL or Fulukuli. Ah, see now I'm I'm not familiar as in I've never watched it, but I remember back when it was on Adult Swim. So I I'm semi familiar, at least with the name. And which episode was that again? Oh, we're I mean we've got to start at episode one because uh, you're going to be lost no matter what, but I just want to mitigate that. Oh, okay. Fair enough. To be fair, it's only it's a six-episode anime. Oh, wow. That's short. It's, like, super short. And, again, one of my favorite stories in anime. <laughs> so if you don't like it, I'll be mad. Okay. I'm good with it. <laughs> well, uh, if that's all covered, then I guess it's time for some business. Yes. So, if you've enjoyed the show and want to follow us on Twitter, we are at WTF Anime Show. And if you would like to recommend us anime, uh, like Ross has done, you can add us there or email us on WTFAnimeShow at gmail.com. As ever, we are looking to spread the word of Travis being confused at things to other people. So if you could leave us a rating or review on iTunes, that would help massively. And I can be reached at the Joe Hadfield on Twitter. And Travis, what about you? Well, uh, for me, you can reach me at Dicelobber, D-I-C-E-L-O-B-B-E-R. There we go. Yeah. This is, this is the shortest show we've had in a while. It is. Um, there wasn't a lot that you could do that was funny. It, I don't know. I feel uncomfortable making fun of mental illness, uh, maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, of course, it's, it's all going to turn out that she's been possessed by a ghost this whole time. So you just didn't make fun of her for nothing. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, bye. Bye.